The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. to zero. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, October the 13th. I'm Donald Ware, it's Friday! We're ready for week seven of HBCU football, which, as a matter of fact, uh, kicked off on Thursday night. Benedict all over Fort Valley State, 48-6. to In his third season as the head football coach of the Tigers is Chennis Berry, who joins us here on the program. We appreciate the time, Coach Berry. What's going on? Hey, man, appreciate you having me, man. It's a great day, man. I'm excited. Got a little rest last night. Now it's time to get ready to rock and roll and see if we can win the day today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a, a a heck of a football game last night. And Fort Valley State put up a fight, uh, particularly early on. Just your thoughts overall on the game and your team's victory. I'm so, so proud of our, of our young men and our coaches. You know, to God be the glory. Whenever you win a football game, man, it, it's tough, you know. And to be a play a good team like Fort Valley State, kudos to those guys and their staff and their players. They came in and gave us a good, good fight, man. But you know, our guys were locked in. You know, our guys, our coaches were prepared. We had great plans for these guys, and players went out and executed the plan. We always talk about having great focus, give amazing effort, and ultimately at the end of the day, you got to go execute. So when we talk about paying the fee, those young men paid the fee last night. You know, this was a little bit different, I think, in terms of the – well, you can tell me if it was. I would think so in terms of the, the preparation for your team because it's – you know, it's it's different. It's ESPN2. Like, you're, it's an ESPN2 game. All of the things that kind of come with that, you knew this was going to be that way early on. It was originally an ESPNU game. Switched to ESPN2, rightfully so, with these two teams. Was it in fact – I mean, how how much more – uh, was there in terms of the preparation because this was an ESPN2 game? Well, well, to be honest with you, man, and, and again, man, our young man just focus on winning the day. I mean, we were really serious about winning the day. So we felt like if we could just chop wood, carry water, and win the day in practice. So we had a really good week of practice. And I'll tell our young men, if you practice hard and you go hard and make uncomfortable comfortable in practice, only difference between game day and, and in practice is more people are watching. So 
in order for our young man to be prepared for that, proper preparation. We want to make sure that that prevents poor performance. We want to make sure we're prepared, our young men were prepared. Now, to be on the national stage, what a great deal. You know, you're talking about a lot of living rooms, man. Get a chance to see our, our brand, more so of our program and how we do things, our facilities, but also get a chance to learn more about HBCU football and, you know, what we're doing, not only with football, but with our colleges as well. So I always think it's a win-win whenever you can get on a national stage. What a great night. You're talking about Thursday night, man, not a whole lot of football. So it was a lot of eyes and a lot of living rooms watching Benedict football play Fort Valley State University. Yeah, and of course, during your time as an assistant coach at Southern, you, kn- you knew all about the Thursday night games with the SWAC, but those were ESPN U games. I mean, which is great, but ESPN 2 is something. It's in many yeah. more homes. So that, yeah, you know, makes it, yeah, makes it a bigger deal. Um, early on, now, Fort Valley State early on, I mean, you guys were only giving up 55 yards rushing Per game, Fort Valley State found a way to kind of run the football early on, um, you know. You, and then, but but at the end of the day, you corrected that and pretty much shut them down the rest of the rest of the game. Well, you know, like I said, man, no, Fort Valley is a traditionally powerhouse program, you know, and we're getting it together. But our, our defense staff really had a plan. You're right; they they did some good things running the football. But I, I talked to our defensive staff, talked about cutting the water off, man. Let's cut the water off. Let's be in our gaps, and, and more than anything, it was just poor fits. You know, we we had guys that kind of misfitted it, but ultimately our defense fixed it. Fixed it. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, at the end of the day, they may bend, but they don't break very much. So proud of our defense, man. They've been playing lights out all year, and they played lights out again last night versus Fort Valley State University. They did. Chenis Berry in his third season as the head football coach uh, at Benedict joins us here on the program. Speak to to, to having to prepare um, to play two really big games. Within a four-day time frame, you you came back, ultimately won that game, a tough game on the road against Miles on Saturday. Uh, well, five days, a five-day time frame. And then the, last night's game against Fort Valley State. Well, it's always tough. You know, the Division Two man, we, we don't get off week. So to be able to play a big game like at Miles, go on the road and get a tough come-from-behind victory, you know, that was the first time we were down all season. And to be able to have to flip your team right back and get ready for a short week because we didn't, weren't able to get our full week of practice. So you're talking about a banged-up football team right now, too. You know, we had a couple key guys didn't even play last night. You know, they were on the sideline, didn't even dress out. And we had our best offensive lineman, like, literally at kickoff. He was like, Coach, I don't think I can go. So, you know, some guys had to get ready to go. Our starting running back was out. You know, we had a few guys down, but – you know, like I tell them, next man up, it's just an opportunity for the next guy. No opportunity wasted. The time is now, and we want to make sure that our young men be prepared for those moments. And, and we and we practice situational football. We practice on winning the day. But to be able to come and have a tough game versus Miles, then flip it right back around with a banged-up football team and play the way they played last night, super, super proud of our, 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 football, guy, our football team and our program. You know, and, and let me let me just let me throw this out here to you. I mean, you've got some pon- opponents in front of you, right? Kentucky State, you know, solid. Savannah State, solid. Allen's only lost one game to this point. But these are young men that are between 18 and 22. Um, they, they, they look at the, 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 you know, Twitter and all those kind of things. You've beaten Miles. You've beaten Fort Valley State. How do you keep these young men focused moving forward? We have a hashtag, humble and hungry. Humble and hungry. 
we we don't look ahead. You know, if you ask our team right now, we have an overall record. I'm sure the media and everybody on the outside know, but they just focus on being one and up. I mean, you have to keep them locked in. And we have another hashtag called Eyes on the Prize. We're not worried about what man says. We're trying to go out and please God every day by our work we put in every day. And we mean that. That's not just coaches speak. That's just what we believe in. So we have to keep those guys narrow-minded, focus on now, no opportunity wasted. That's the day. That's when the day. And I think our young men have bought into that. Us reading that book, Chop Wood, Carry Water, it talks about surrender the outcome. Surrender the outcome and fall in love with the process of becoming great. And I really, really truly believe our coaches and our players believe that, man. So, you know, we, we don't look ahead. We just focus on now, and we're trying to be the best we can be today. Again, Chennis Berry, the head football coach at Benedict, joins us here on the program. Um, speak to Aeneas Dennis, your quarterback. He threw, I think it was a season high for him, 312 yards passing. Um, in the football game, speak to how, or 311 yards passing to be specific, your thoughts on how he played. Well, I'll tell you what, man, well, we're grateful to have him. And he, he is, you know, people don't really realize he's only been at Benedict College for about nine, maybe 10 weeks. So, you know, the seven weeks of the season and then three weeks of training camp, this young man's still learning. You know, he was a transfer for us uh, and, and he's taking advantage of his opportunity. I mean, the young man, Really, his playing lights out. I mean, he's throwing touchdowns. He's taking care of the football. I mean, he before last week he had never he hadn't turned over the ball. So you know, uh, this week he did a good job. He understood his role, and then he got players around him. Man, you know when you when you have players around you, man, all you got to do is manage and don't turn it over and don't give it to the other team, man. And, and he has enough running backs, enough receivers, and tight ends. That all he has to do is just be the point guard of the offense and. I think Aeneas Dennis is, is really coming into his own, but he's still learning. He's still learning. He hadn't played his best football yet. He missed a couple things last night, but he sure did hit a few as well. So very, very proud of Aeneas Dennis and how he's coming along in our program. Noah Zare Scotland was out for you. You're one of your running backs. You got two running backs, but he had scored 11 touchdowns on the season. And DeAndre Duhart really he ran the ball extremely well. Speak to how well he also played in this football game. Well, another guy, uh, uh, Zaire Scotland, man, my guy. I mean, he was he had a game time so this decision. He wasn't ready to go yet. He was trying to go, wasn't able to go. So, again, DeAndre Duhart, man, we really feel like we got a one-two punch. You know, honestly, I mean, there's no drop-off with the two. I mean, they're both sophomores. They've both been in the program for two years. Uh, they're both about 215 pounds. They're physical. They can run. They understand the offense with protections, run game, screen game, and things of that nature. So, you know, there's no drop-off. But we feel like we have two other running backs that got a chance to go a little bit last night. That's Izzy Rose and, and Jalen Taylor. We have four running backs that we feel like can be stars at any moment. So it's a blessing to have the depth in that room because we know it's football, man. Guys go down. So we're fortunate to have a strong running back core led by our running back coach, Coach Coach Smith. It's a long season to to the point you you, you mentioned off camera or when we were talking a little bit earlier, coaches, you know, players get a couple of days off now. I, I guess it's a mini buy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you look at it that way because it's nine days until your next football game from the last from last night. Um, you know, what are you, what are you working on in that in that time frame? What, what does that kind of look like leading into that next game against Kentucky State? Man, I'm going to tell you what we're working on is health. 
you know, mental health, clearing our minds and physical health. We're we're banged up football team, man. I mean, to be honest, like I say, in Division Two, man, we we don't get an off week. So there's consecutive weeks, and, and you know, if you play seven games, man, you, you're gonna have some guys banged up. And we had quite a few last night banged up. Some chose to go ahead and go, and then other guys were held out. So you know, we want to get healthy more than anything. We have to clear our minds, kind of get away from it all, get a chance to watch some college football for other teams playing. You know, just kind of kind of be a fan a little bit, man. And, uh, you know, we're going to get back together. We, we're going to reconvene on Sunday. Uh, we are giving the guys a few days off. And then we're going to get ready for Kentucky State football team that's coming up in here for our homecoming. So, you know, they have a game this week. We'll have our eyes on that. In the meantime, we'll be doing breakdowns of Kentucky State, just kind of getting our plans. So when we go to practice, we can have an efficient practice on Sunday and get ready to go try to go one and all again. Yeah, what do you do? Like, what what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? I mean, I know it's all about football. I got it. I, I got it. But what? I mean, you you're gonna have some type of time off, a little bit of enjoyment. No, or are you not? You know, my, I'm, not, I'm a I'm a football guy. I, I love ball, but I also love my family and I love my wife too and my kids. So I'm gonna be a father and a husband this weekend. And uh, you know, and I'm gonna spend a little time with family. And uh, just kind of relax. Now, I'm going to be having some football somewhere around me, you know, breaking down Kentucky State or something. But, you know, uh, and watch some other guys play. But more than anything, man, I'm going to tell you what I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to get on the grill. All right? I love grilling. I'm going to cut me some old school music, some 80s, a little R&B. And then I'm going to get them in the backyard and I'm going to put me a, probably a slab or two of ribs on, you know. And I'm probably going to get some hot dogs, hamburgers for the kids. And I'm just going to relax, man, and just enjoy myself, man. And, and you know what? That sounds like a good plan. So I'll be going to Sam's <laughs> to get me some groceries here and then, man, see if I can enjoy my day for the next couple of days, man. No question about it. Man, that sounds that sounds so awesome. A couple more thoughts with Tennis Barry. We appreciate the time, Coach Barry. Every, in every quote you have after every football game, you're lifting up God in glory as you have done Many times in this, in, on on this, in during this, our time here, um, can you speak to that? Speak to your faith a little bit. Yeah, listen, listen, man. I, I'm I'm a man of God. I don't hide from it. And guess what? I get to work at an institution of higher learning that is founded on Baptist principles, so I don't have to run from it. And but you know what? It's hard for me to run from it because God has been so good to me and this program. If you knew what we took over when we first got here on February 11, 2020, to see what we are today, favor ain't fair. And God has been good to us. So I don't play around with it. My players know, my faith, my coaches know, my program understand that God is good and he's been great to this program. And I tell you what, I'm going to continue to give him all the glory, all the honor and the praise. And I'm not running from it because uh, God has been good in this program. So again, to God be the glory for all the things that he has done. Absolutely. Tennis Barry again in his third season as the head football coach at Benedict joins us here on the program. Big win for Benedict last night, 48 to six over Fort Valley State. Next up next Saturday, homecoming in Columbia, South Carolina, as the Tigers are hosting uh, Kentucky State. Coach uh, Barry, we appreciate this time. Continued success in all you do. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate all you do in the uplift of HBCU football, man. We're very, very grateful for what you do. And uh, it's a great day to be a Tiger, man. Appreciate you, man. God bless you. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, man. And enjoy, enjoy them ribs, too. 
Absolutely. Pull up, pull up barbecue sauce on and get ready to rock and roll, baby. Let's get it. Sound like enjoy your day, man. All right, you too now. Thanks. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.